Hello, Millennium listeners. I'm back here with another episode of Millennium Live. We have Air Consulting with us today. And to talk about Air Consulting and coming out of the, the pandemic is Jonathan Kirshner. Uh, he's the founder and CEO at Air. So we welcome him to the Millennium Live podcast. Jonathan, good to have you here, man. Great, great to be here. Thank you for Thanks. having me. Of course, of course. So literally today we're facing challenges exponentially more complex than anything we've faced in the past. And Air helps build better leaders, better teams, better company, and of course, a better and brighter future. So we're going to be talking about that. And to kick things off, you know, I let's talk about where we've been in the last two years. You know, we're finally, you know, hopefully coming out of a a two plus years of uncertainty around the pandemic, and you know, waiting for uh, waiting for us on the other side here is a very uncertain economy, and uh, with you know uncertain effects that you know you know business uh, inflation uh, sure but you know it, it, it's all affecting us on a personal level too so i just want to get your thoughts to kick things off on this podcast about you know what you're seeing out there right now the climate the current climate it what's affecting leaders today and who you're who you're working with and um how it's also affecting your your business at air yeah it's a a great question and we're coming out of a pandemic and you know early on in that pandemic there were a lot of consulting firms and thought leadership that focused on crisis leadership and you know concepts that were very salient uh, when navigating the profound uncertainty the pain and challenges associated with a crisis in that case covid and um a lot of the thought leadership and and you know articles coming out of McKinsey referred to this sort of new next that we would um you know somehow find ourselves emerging into and you know i don't know about you but for myself and a lot of the people that provided a lot of hope and it was sort of like there's a you know there's a a, a pot of gold coins at the end of this <laughs> rainbow or there's light at the end of this tunnel uh, whatever the right metaphor is, there's there's light and hope. Um, and I think the the biggest surprise for leaders um, around the world is that that it it really hasn't turned out to be that way. You know, 2022 was kind of the year that folks were hoping like, okay, you know, this pandemic thing is, you know, it's had a long tail and and we're going to now start to open up and start to lean in and and experience this this new next really appreciate the um the the fruits of our of our efforts the benefits of a virtual first or hybrid um working situation all the flexibility that that engenders um and we're going to finally be able to have a great year and lo and behold you know we have a war in ukraine um immediately following, uh, you know, or, or you could argue has been creeping up um, for some time inflation, but, you know, mm -hmm. runaway inflation, which has subsequently triggered uh, an aggressive Fed to raise interest rates, um, which has subsequently hurt 
the U.S. economy, which is, of course, highly correlated to the rest of the world's economy. And then you have lockdowns in China um, that persist. And the confluence of all these things has created a macro environment that has been, um, you know, pretty, um, pretty much the opposite of the fantasy that a lot of us had coming into 2022. And so it's been a, um, it hasn't been a crisis for everyone, um, but it has been a very arduous um, year that will end for many organizations in in downsizing and and rifts um, that you know, only compounds the um, the challenges with morale and engagement and burnout that a lot of companies are experiencing right now. So I would, you know, it, the picture I'm painting is not a great one. Um, and yet, as we say at Air Consulting, we, we have the opportunity to lead or be led, right? No matter what the external pressures and environment where the cards were dealt, we have the opportunity to step back and understand what can we control and what we can we not control and those things that we can't control let's lead um let's drive and take take ownership and lead the way rather than be led by these um by these waves of uncertainty that that we find ourselves in yeah i mean i feel like we started the year with everything around the great resignation right like <laughs> everybody changing jobs finding better opportunities and uh, now, you know, every day it feels like in our feed we're we're seeing more and more, you know, layoffs and uh, prices are always going up. There's always something happening. So, mm -hmm. you know, Air Consulting is the premier provider of tech-enabled leadership consulting solutions. So, I want to hear your thoughts on, you know, what you're telling leaders out there to do in order to mitigate those effects that you're talking about. You know. You know, what are you doing and what are you telling leaders right now? The way we think about leadership at AIR is it's help, it's it's setting a vision and then helping move people towards that vision. And all the skills required, we, we've actually codified this through our research, which is something like 48 skills. Um, they fall under three big buckets um, for us um, in our in our experience, in our practice, leading self, leading others, and leading the organization. And so um, within those, those broad domains uh, of skills, the advice that we're sharing with leaders right now is, you know, on leading self right now, if you don't fasten your seatbelt and put your, you know, air mask on first, you're just not going to be able to have the juice required to serve um, the company and the organization and to, in effect, move people towards a vision. So all the things we talk about in the realm of self-care are super important right now because leaders are sort of running on low to empty in their gas tanks. And, um, and so, you know, now is the time, you know, to make sure you're taking care of yourself physically through exercise maybe adopting some breathing or meditation or yoga. These are all things that are counterintuitive, of course, because, you know, we, we need all that time to do our jobs. Um, but I think that when leaders do it right, they realize that, um, you know, sometimes taking out that time 
um, and slowing down actually helps them speed up. Um, so mm. self-care is really important. And also within that domain of, of leading self would be creating space um, for strategic thinking. So one of the sort of the double-edged sword of hybrid, right? So hybrid provides all this wonderful flexibility. Sure. The thing that we see, and, and this is actually really well documented in some fascinating research by Microsoft this past year, um, with 20,000 employees, they they surveyed and saw an uptick of 153% rise in the amount of meetings compared to say spring mm. 2022 versus pre-pandemic. So 153% rise in the amount of meetings that we have. And that's because if you're sitting at your desk on Zoom, you can book things back to back to back. Yeah. And for a while, we're like, wow, I'm getting a lot done. I'm really productive. But what we don't realize is that doing that day in and day out um, actually uh, constrains our ability to, um, to reflect, learn, and engage in strategic thinking because we're always each one of those meetings has then a certain set of outputs and things we have to do. And so we find ourselves stretched too thin. So creating space, and there's all sorts of ways to do that. Um, it requires discipline and a little bit of counterintuitive thinking. Um, and it can be done at the personal level and also at the organizational level. Like we work with some clients who are saying, hey, on Fridays, there are no meetings. You're not allowed to have a meeting on Friday. Mm. That's time to do heads down work and to engage in strategic thinking and learning, um, to actually setting blocks within your calendar and being disciplined about keeping those blocks um, for um, for strategic thinking time. So that's in the self care domain. Um, in the in the leading others domain, right now communication there's a there's a real premium on good communication. If you're a good communicator, you're going to be a top manager right now. Communication effectiveness is the one skill that we think is really, really important um, because when we're not seeing people physically every day, there's a lot of sort of mind reading and assumptions um, that occur. And then we wonder like, huh, why is this project late? Or why is this person underperforming? <laughs> Are they underperforming? We don't know because, oh, we didn't set the expectations clearly, right? So that's a, yeah. a you know, sort of a, a timeless challenge, but it becomes more complicated as a function of the amount of change, the hybrid landscape that we're in, and the amount of noise going on in, 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 in many organizations today. And, and then lastly, on the leading, leading the organization, um, yeah, I think it's, really, really important, right? Going back to that definition of leadership, setting the vision and moving people towards that vision. Um, because many leaders right now are so steeped in execution, they're not taking the time to reinforce the purpose, our reason for existence, our re existence, our raison d'etre as, as an organization or as a team and the vision that we have we're really encouraging leaders to take that extra time and be very deliberate and strategic about communicating that. And it's not a one and done. You don't just communicate it in a letter or in a meeting or in an all hands or in a town hall. You've got to find ways to continually reinforce it. Um, and again, just like with communication in the leading others domain, vision setting and, and the reinforcement of vision setting 
um, is something that that really requires a a strategy. Communication's key and finding that that right balance, that 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 recipe for success, especially in that hybrid hybrid world, is going to be very important for leaders. Uh, you know, specifically though, you know, Ares Consulting Services. You know, you've worked with leaders through economic collapse, through recessions, through you know, we had social and political unrest amidst the pandemic, but certainly during it. Uh, you know, what are you hearing from leaders right now at this time, and and the the challenges that you know leadership faces, but specifically leading a business in an uncertain environment must be extremely stressful. What are you what are you hearing from right now? Yeah, I, I mean, leaders are 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 generally speaking pretty fried. Um, they're mm. they're pretty tired and exhausted. I think we're reaching kind of back up to where we were at, at the height of the pandemic in terms of burnout. You know, organizations, the world has, has become a bit destabilized and then the organization itself is becoming destabilized um, through the various economic pressures and the implications of that. So organizations that have had to lay off 10 to 15% of their staff, um, if you think about it, an organization went into hyperdrive during COVID in terms of hiring, and they're now, yeah, you know, doing the opposite. So it's literally a roller coaster. And so that creates more work for le with le less resources. And so people find themselves really bogged down in execution um, and in tasks and in areas that kind of all, all, um, all relate and pertain to to execution and, and and productivity at the expense of team cohesion alignment um and the different sort of dom different capacities around team culture um that are really important to counterbalance the capacities in team productivity so net net I think the the biggest challenge for leaders is they're not they're they're struggling to harness the multiplier effect that a great team can deliver on if that team is high performing. Um, so people are delivering as individuals right now effectively, and there there's strong output individually. But teams are not necessarily rowing in the together in sync in the same direction. And so there's a lot of upside that's lost and a lot of inefficiency in energy expenditure as, as a result of not being able to harness the potential of high-performing teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, this is a challenging time for leaders, and that's no question about it. So what are the most important skills that leaders will need in order to navigate and lead during unprecedented times? And and how can HR and talent leaders specifically build those skills within their organizations? Yeah, I, I think clear communication is um, is really, really important. You know, if, if you had one training to give right now, um, I, I think a course in, in communication, 
executive communication um, and and um, and how it pertains to coaching, performance management, vision setting. Uh, communication is really really important. Um, as as are the interpersonal effectiveness skills of bringing people together, connecting, empathizing, being compassionate. Um, I'd say that's another really important area. The the last area which really does pertain to interpersonal effectiveness is team effectiveness skills. So team leaders, teams don't just come together and become high performing. It actually takes um, a lot of work and there's an art and science to it. And team leaders really will benefit right now from learning those skills and how to orchestrate a high performing team I think are going to be really, they've always been really important, right? There's nothing new under the sun here, but really important right now, um, especially when we're talking about an environment where we have to do more with less people. Let's figure out how to, how to get everybody sort of leveled up on those, those core areas of communication, interpersonal effectiveness, um, coaching skills in particular, and um, and then team effectiveness skills. Yeah do you do you uh, do you feel like that is certainly going to be an area of focus that you know a, the HR department has to be uh, more on top of uh, going forward in twenty twenty three and beyond. And you know what other what mistakes are you seeing? You know do you expect organizations to be making in the months ahead? I mean, you definitely, I mean, communication is, is definitely one and it's key, but Mm -hmm. are there any others? Yeah, I think that, that, um, you know, one of the challenges in HR is, is there's, there's always, there's always a fire somewhere, right? And it can become overwhelming. And then we start to solve the um, we start to put out the fires individually rather than thinking about what is going on systemically um, and and what can we do you know if we have a finite amount of budget resources you know how do we get the greatest ROI on on our investments in developing our people and so taking a, a systemic lens is I think really important and if we're not taking a, success, a systemic lens, then HR can rapidly devolve into a whack-a-mole um, dynamic where things pop up, we whack the mole, but then something else pops up here. Um, so, for, so, so relating that to some of the advice we're giving to clients around team effectiveness, for example, you know, we could do a team effectiveness for one team that might be in distress, or we could look at all teams that are critical in the organization um, and invest in them, you know, by introducing the, the foundational skills of team effectiveness, providing those leaders support, potentially going through a diagnostic of where the team is so that we could isolate um, gaps and opportunities within those teams that those leaders can then subsequently work on. Um, I think that the, the, the Bolder and more systemic HR is able to um, address their organizational challenges. The 
greater the outcome and the more sustainable any change will be. You know, this whole idea of coaching I want to get into now, um, you know, I think it's now is definitely a, a great time to make sure leaders are empowered so that they can create better teams and mm -hmm. and, and lead better and create better uh, ROI and results, as you mentioned. So, you know, why is coaching such an effective tool for helping leaders build new skills? At Air Consulting, you know, we're really focused on identifying the key areas for a leader that if they were to close this gap, if they were to advance their skills in this area, if they were able to mitigate this risk based on how they're kind of wired from a personality standpoint, then it will lead to a disproportionate outcome in terms of their leadership effectiveness. So what we do at AIR is we really spend a lot of time actually in the assessment phase. AIR stands for Assessment Insight Implementation Reinforcement. So in that assessment oh, nice. phase, we really want to understand with crystal clarity, what are those key points of leverage that if we spend our energy and time focused on, we can really move the needle in a disproportionate way. So we do that assessment. We help the leader make meaning of their assessment data, which usually is 360 assessment data, psychometric assessment data, and something we call developmental history data, which is essentially, you know, the individual's narrative and their life experience. We take all that and look for where the sort of converging opportunities, and we put that into a development plan. That development plan then becomes the roadmap for the rest of the coaching engagement where we go into implementation. So we have assessment, insight, implementation is where the rubber meets the road. That's where we take that development plan and we execute on it through one-to-one -one coaching sessions. And that's where the coach comes in with their support, their motivation, different interventions and ways of practicing skills that are new um, and getting that individual outside of their comfort zone um, to, to really elevate and advance their game. Um, you know, as we get towards the end of a coaching engagement, we start to focus on reinforcement and sustainability. And that's the final phase. Uh, we'd like to say at AIR, change is not so hard. Um, it isn't like I can go to a Tony Robbins seminar over one or two days and actually probably change, but um, <laughs> ask me how I am three weeks later, right? Um, so change is not even half the battle. It's reinforcing that change and sustaining it over time is the real trick to great coaching. And that's what we take a lot of pride in at AIR Consulting. I totally agree with that, Jonathan. And, you know, I think the most successful companies in the industry and in any industry really are, are the ones who are always working to push their industry forward. And, you know, how is, how is AIR Consulting pushing the coaching and leadership development forward. I know you touched upon it a little bit, but um, you know, what in what ways are you making sure that you know your clients are experiencing the growth that they need in mm -hmm. leadership uh, for yeah, the future? That's a, so, I mean, I, I I think you know we we kind of we take pride in in sort of a Kaizen approach to quality. So we're always looking for refinements. 
um, we spend a lot of attention on finding the best coaches in the world, um, have a have a very rigorous vetting process um, to find the very best coaches. Um, and then subsequently, we have group supervision and learning um, in our in our coach community to to advance our coaches and um, and we continuously measure results. So we know, you know, we have great performance data of our coaching. So I, I think we do a great job in those areas. That's not necessarily though, helping us innovate. That's just helping us be excellent. In the innovation space, the area that we're really focused on right now is, um, is probably twofold. One is making coaching less of a once every three week thing and making it more of a 24 by seven thing. Mm -hmm. So some of the things we're focused on is how do we get a leader to be thinking about their development plan, practicing some of the actions that they've committed to with higher frequency and, and more pervasiveness than just waiting every two to three weeks for their coaching session. Um, so we designed technology, we call it the coaching zone, that um, that really supports that concept. You know, it's a place where all of your information converges in, in a very, you know, secure, confidential space shared between the coach and the coachee. And our goal with the coaching zone is that there's a content feed. And, you know, just like, you know, I could go on Twitter um, or any social media platform or LinkedIn anytime um, anywhere, I could go on my coaching zone and and really be enriched by the content and um, and and areas that are that pertain to my coaching objectives. the The other uh, area of innovation uh, is also within technology, and that's through um, a digital AI coaching assistant that we are uh, creating in our R and D lab. And there's some fascinating research about AI digital coaching assistants uh, or, you know, coach bots that um, they have statistically significant efficacy um, in helping people achieve their goals, um, even independent of a human coach. And so it's, it's extremely compelling. These are very well done research designs um, that have been published. Um, Dr. Nikki Terblanche, who's the leading expert in that field, is actually also collaborating with us in designing our AI digital coach bot. And um, we believe our, our hypothesis is that the combination of a human coach and a digital chat bot, um, that that will be a one plus one equals three combination. And, and the question is why? Um, we believe that a well-designed chatbot, and we're calling it Aeron, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. So Aeron, um, which will, starting in February, come alongside every coaching engagement we do at Air. Um, we believe that a well-designed coaching chatbot will um, be able to really bolster the R in air, the reinforcement phase, and um, and help leaders strengthen 
their commitments, the meaning making, and the skills in the same way that doing more reps in the gym is going to make your muscles stronger. We believe the parallel here is the more times I focus on my development plan goal, if it's communication effectiveness or executive presence or setting vision, the more I focus on that, the stronger that muscle is going to be. And we we have a lot of conviction that the the, the combination of both Aaron and the human coach is going to be able to deliver on that. That's uh, some fascinating stuff. And I'm excited to hear about Aaron and, and uh, we can even get you Aaron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think so. I would love that. And, and just the fact that, you know, you air is working with some of the most, um, you know, leading world-class brands out there, all state city, Cisco, Geico, KPMG, just to name a few. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, you guys are doing some great work and, um, I, you know, Jonathan, I can't let you go, uh, here at millennium live. We like to just end, uh, the session by just by having a nice quick note about the future and where you see things going. And, you know, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, leading effectively and, uh, you know, in in your opinion you know beyond the current moments and right now what do leaders need to do in order to remain effective leaders yeah i uh, you know i i i can't 100% see around the bend and my crystal ball broke last night <laughs> <laughs> but um but i would venture to say that that over the next 6 months you know leaders really are going to play a crucial role in stabilizing their organizations and inspiring their people. So leaders that are able to do that, to bring some stabilization and also invigorating through inspiring messages and clear communication, that's going to separate, you know, the good leaders from the best leaders. You know, leadership is, you know, it's been pretty helpful for humanity for you know, at least several thousand years, right? Um, and um, and also, you know, quite destructive if it's bad leadership. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, you know, longer term, it's it's you know, carry on. Let's let's keep building great leaders. What do great leaders mean, though? You know, uh, in in the new next, um, you know, that I think it's it's really being proficient in a world that is more complex, more abstract. And by that, I mean, I may have a workforce of, of, of 20,000 people that, you know, and I only see, you know, 200 of them because that's all that come to the office, you know, on a regular basis. And so how do I account for a virtual workforce? Um, and, um, and have equity and engagement, you know, when we're experiencing all the complexity, um, you know, associated with that. So I think leaders um, will will continue to need to stretch um, and there'll be a real premium on adaptability and learning um, learning mindset you know, leaders that approach work and their job with a fixed mindset and they know exactly 
what needs to be done and their directive about that and inflexible are going to be very limited in the future. So I think that flexibility and learning mindset is going to be really, really important. I 100% agree. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Jonathan Kirshner, for leading this great conversation uh, with me here on Millennium Live and talking about all all the ways that we are empowering leaders and teams today, creating better leaders, which are creating better companies, which are creating a better world. So thank you again and uh, looking forward to uh, what's next, the new next. Thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed this conversation.